0: You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano-entrepreneurs who seek knowledge purpose and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello, guys. You're listening to Hello, Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Deticky, and I love bringing very experienced CEOs on our podcast because so many of us, you know, I've had my own business for it'll be five years this year. We're all at different points in our journey, and whether we're entrepreneurs or we're working in corporate or we're working in creative or whatever, and there's so much to learn from someone who has had a very successful career and has applied it in different ways. And today we have Tim Murphy and Tim is the CEO of Boomers Parks. Now that might not sound very familiar to you, but you're gonna, especially if you live in the local area, you're gonna get the connection really soon. But I just wanna welcome Tim to Hello Francis, welcome.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. A lot lot of fun stuff we can chat about.
0: Okay, so let's talk about how people might understand what Boomer's Park is, but you guys are, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys are the new owners of Big Kahuna's here in Destin, is that correct?
1: Correct. That's correct, okay. yes. We, we own Big Kahuna's Water Park and Adventure Park there in, in Destin. So Perfect. you know, kind of giving you a little bit of background, we own eight parks total. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have family entertainment centers and water parks. We have the, the Big Kahuna's that we just discussed there in Destin, but we also have an indoor water park in New Jersey, outside of Philadelphia in the New Jersey side. Uh, Then we have family entertainment centers, one down in Boca Raton, Florida, called Boomers, which hence the name. And we also have uh, four Boomers in California, Irvine, Modesto, Livermore, and Santa Maria, as well as LA Speed Zone, uh, which is go-kart tracks. We have some dragsters, actually race dragsters, but we're actually going to turn that park into an amusement park. We have a lot of attractions. And guess, you know, kind of where it took place is we took over for the previous company that went bankrupt, Apex Parks Group. Not here to beat up on them, but I was brought in as a consultant of a private equity firm Cerberus out of New York to take a look at what was then 16 parks. They owned some amusement parks, they owned some other FECs. We decided to bring assets from those other closed parks or sell them off during the bankruptcy. That was really the, the previous company's choice, but we were the stalking horse bidder. And that basically means we had the highest bid, but we also lent the most money from the previous company to the previous company. So we end up if you will, repossessing. You know that's kind of the way to think about it. But it took place. We bought what we thought was the eight best parks, Big Kahuna's being one of those. And you know we're really happy about it. And so far, it's it's actually been good outside of the pandemic around the country. It's been a it's been a good journey. You know some ups and downs because of open and closures. Right. But uh, we're really moving in the right direction. I think so. Well
0: that's perfect. Now you and I connected a few weeks ago and we just talked about Big Kahuna's a little bit because if you live in near near Destin or if you vacation here regularly, Big Kahuna's is like a staple for you and your family and it's a big deal. It's on your definite probably top 10 things to do if you're visiting in the area. So funny story, Janae, our art director, used to work at Big Kahunas when she was in high school. I okay. mean, everybody kind of has like a Big Kahunas <laughs> connection, right? Like sure. everybody has one. So I mean, what can we look forward to? I know you guys are open right now, but then you have like another opening, right? The Adventure Park sure. is open right now, but then the Water Park is about to open. What can people expect? Is there a bunch of new stuff? What are your, some of your ideas? We're excited. Sure,
1: sure. No, we... You know, we, we looked at the park when we took over in June last year and we said, OK, we've got to get open during the pandemic. And that was the biggest challenge of just getting open, you know, getting labor. You know, that's been, that was the hard thing to get, right. get going as we took over. But then we looked at it and said, you know, what can we do here? But we looked at also what did the previous company not do? there was a lot of things that weren't taken care of at the park there was a lot of deferred maintenance and and it's everything from landscaping to deferred not taking care of pumps you know getting things, yeah. electrical things fixed getting the getting the uh, lazy rivers to where they need to be, getting the slides to where they need to be, reglazing, so, oh, it's just a lot of, you know, long list of things we've said, all right, well, we're gonna spend several hundred thousand dollars in the off season, which we've been working on and still working on, getting that place looking good. So, you know, one of it was curb appeal. You have a lot of tourists that's coming in the Destin market, you drive past it. I'm a runner, so I was staying at the hotel, I ran past it in the morning going, oh, well, we got to do something here. We got really to right. make, make this place look good and spruce it up a bit. So if you've gone by it recently, you're going to continue to see the progress. I don't think we're even going to stop even when we reopen the water park. Awesome. But we're working on a lot of different projects, a lot of different things updated. So we said, all right, number one, we've got a lot of reglazing. we got a lot of painting of the, of the slides. we got to get things safe throughout the park. we got to take care of the maintenance items that haven't been taken care of. We need to make sure everything gets open this year. And, you know, so there's a challenge. There's the, the fine balance of hiring individuals in there. So we, we know we've got that fine balance. In the past we've hired a lot of j1s we're trying to do a lot of local individuals to come into the park now i mean we're hoping and you know put the message out there that we're hiring and you know we're very competitive with our pricing we have retention bonuses to keep people there but to your point it's a staple i've heard that from a lot of people in the market when i've been down there that this has always been here for a long time so you know please you know do things with it do things with the community so we're really trying to tie into all the condo associations we're trying to tie into those that are coming in as Taurus, one of it is curb appeal. So we started on the water park. There's a lot of work that we had to do on the water park. And if you've gone by, you see a lot of cleared out areas. You can see the water park. But then again, we found things we didn't even know we had in the miniature golf course area. It's like, wow, people don't even know that it's really here. We have 54 holes of miniature golf. Actually, one of the largest miniature golfs in the in the in the, in the Emerald Coast area. So it's really? you know, there, there, there's a lot to be said about that. And we start looking at going, well, you know, we have a cyclone. We have the, the coaster, the flying coaster. having the Flow Rider out there, we put we put some money into that. We fixed the padding. There's a lot of things we did, and we said, you know, what else can we do? How can we keep extending this? So this is something we're going to keep working on. We'll get some rides in, and we're going to go in the fall when it starts to slow down again, and we're going to try to keep building on that family entertainment side of it, so that we can keep building that park. But we didn't know we had a deck that actually on the top of the hill where the golf, the miniature golf course is. We're going to turn that into a bar. My understanding, it was a bar Very like cool. 10, 12 years ago. We've cleared out all these trees now. And you look out over the over the golf and going, oh, this is a beautiful place just to come up and have a drink. Let the kids play or you play or do it afterwards, whatever. So there's a lot of fun stuff that we're doing. We've also upgraded a lot of food in all of our our locations. We still have the staples of pizzas and fries and burgers and things of that nature, but we're doing some upgrades in all of our boomers' parks with flatbreads and sliders and some nacho items and upgrading some flavor profiles to Nashville Hot and Korean barbecue. So we're we're having some fun with the things we're testing. But one of the things I thought was missing that will help with that bar is we didn't have a full liquor license. We only had beer and wine in our park. So if you ever had a daiquiri at our park it was a it was a wine-based daiquiri and I go that's not a daiquiri that I know nor is it a margarita that I would know so we need to actually get the full liquor license which we did this off season. so we're going to open up with a full liquor license to allow that rooftop bar to work really well but also to complement those that are in the park that's obviously training and some, some things we've got to change the way we do it and execute um, and something that's coming along too that we're going to be working on uh, that we're testing in our Irvine park that will get rolled out everywhere. It will be online ordering within the park from your mm-hmm. phone. So you'll be able to go in order and we can deliver to you in the park. So that's it's coming, cool. it's not perf- It's not perfected yet, but probably by summer, midsummer, probably by July 4th, we should have it up and running. At least that's what we're testing to do. And so those are some of the things that we're doing. A lot of deferred maintenance, a lot of safety things we had to take care of, but really just sprucing up that park and getting it back to what it some of what it used to be so you know yeah. it's it's a that's what we really want to experience before we even start adding more things into the park let's get what we've got better and mm-hmm. you know and if you when you go through the park you're going to see a total difference when we open so we just did open up our venture park okay um, that opened up on march 13th the water park on the weekends will open up on april 17th okay and then when we, once we get to memorial day then of course it's every day you know, that we'll so be, we we'll have
0: some locals time then in there is what you're saying tim
1: yeah, you've got, yeah. You got some opportunities to, to get into there. So.
0: That's kind of nice. I am excited to experience Big Humas again again. So we certainly did. We tried it when we first moved here, but I think if you've done it, obviously you've lived here, you've done it a lot it's something to re-experience now with new ownership and a refresh and all these things sound very exciting. And we have that little window between spring break and Memorial Day. It sounds like I will be able to enjoy it on the weekends.
1: Yeah, please do come out. No, I I mean, experience what we're doing. And and, and I would say that we will have probably 90% of all the items done we're going to continue to work on some pieces here and there throughout right. the park, but by the time Memorial Day, yeah, everything's going to be happening. But you should see about a night, a night and day change to what you may have seen before. So you know, That's it's it's. It, I, I was not shocked because I looked at when we were looking to acquire the parks. I looked at all 16 parks. I've been to all of them, been in them. Um, I understand what was there. And Destin was one of those. And I looked at going, wow, there's a lot that we can do here. And it doesn't mean that we just say, oh, now we're done. You know, this is a ideation how do we keep adding more to this park how do we make this more fresh it's different than the other attractions that's on 98 there so you know we're we're looking i've been there multiple times and each time i go back it's like i'm getting more and more impressed it's like when we went through the golf course we didn't even know we had some structures in the golf course they were just so covered with foliage no one would have even known it was there but we we spruced them up we cleaned them up we got all the fountains working it's fun now, now I want to go in the water park, the huge waterfall that was always the showpiece right on 98. We have lighting that's coming in at night to really light that up so all of our guests can see what the park looks like when, you know, when it's off hours, the waterfalls will be running. We, we've done a lot of refurbing of that waterfall. So it's, you know, there's a lot of cracks, a lot of problems that we had there. I believe we solved them all. New pumps and everything that we put into it. So it, it's the things that the guests would expect, mm-hmm. but- you know, you don't know what's behind the scenes. It's kind of like getting under the hood of a car, trying to figure out what the problem is. Sure. That's what we've done is we've gotten under the hood to get, you know, get the pumps, get the waterfalls, get the slides where they need to be really looking at what our solutions are in the lazy river, you know, water solutions are in the wave pool that's in the front. How do we make this really a fun, cool looking place to go to? Mm. That's what this was about. And then take that, not just at the front, but carry it all the way through to the back. There's there's been a little bit that we've done there, a lot of cleanup. I was um, not impressed with the previous group that I guess stored everything. And when I said stored everything, for 20 years we've had junk in the back of the place. Oh god. Use it maybe one day. It's like, no, we're not. If you haven't used it last six months, you're not gonna use it. Let's get rid of this and let's make right. this park look clean, not only just for the guests, but for our team members. You know, so let's really fix up what we've got to do. And it's just a bit of a week, you know, it's it's really caring about what that park is. I know what the past has been. I've been in discussions with the our landlord, which is the founder of it, and Joe Bruner. And so you you know, it's just I want this park to be something as a showpiece once again on 98. And I know it's not going to all happen overnight. That's that just doesn't happen that way, but. It's a little bit of patience. It's a little bit of, okay, now we've done that. What else can we do? So Perfect. There, there's really some fun things that I've enjoyed seeing the changes and transformation. And I don't get there all the time, but I've been there quite often, but I see pictures every week of, of the updates. And I'm just impressed each week, the landscaping, the cleanup, the painting. We redid the whole walkway going up to the top, you know, the, with a nice, beautiful rock wall kind of walking up there. So it's unique. I mean, it's, it's becoming, Well, I think what it was, you know, without being there for that time when it was, I'm kind of visualizing where it's going. So it's just, it's really exciting for us. Well,
0: I mean, as you know, being in in guest services, they're going to tell you. So
1: (laughs) the guest (laughs) is going to tell you. We've heard.
0: Yeah, they're going (laughs) to tell you. (laughs) Well, Tim, you've said one of my favorite words, one of my favorite F words a few times now, which is fun. And I want to ask you, how did you even get in this business? I know that you got your bachelor's and your master's from UCF. I'm kind of maybe guessing it's because your education started in the mecca of recreation and amusement parks, but that's a little bit of assumption. Like how did you get started (laughs) And then end up being the CEO of an amusement park uh, company. Sure.
1: I, I really think it goes back to where I grew up. I grew up in New Jersey. My parents had a miniature golf arcade and restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was eight working there, clearing out the balls from people when they hit the final number 18. And, you know, taking that back in, I was, you know, working on the the arcade games at eight, you know, and, and doing serving ice cream cones and other things that we had in our little restaurant. But my parents, my dad, built what was called the Spirit of 76. My grandfather was a great craftsman from Germany. He built all of the holes in our 18 holes miniature golf course. And my dad built this for the campgrounds that were around us. We live close to the seashore in Walwood and Cape May, New Jersey. And just Wildwood, it might be known to other folks that may have gone to the area of Maurice Pier. It's a very large amusement center that's in, in New Jersey. They may you know, remember that piece of it. My dad was very good friends with the two brothers at Morris Morris Pier and built this miniature golf arcade that uh, was to handle all the campers that went to the seashore during the day and came back to the campground at night. So it was something for them to do predominantly at night. And we captured a lot of people to midnight almost every night. So that's kind of where it started. Fast forward a little bit. I moved down to Florida, worked for Disney in '82. When after Epcot, three weeks after Epcot opened, they needed people like crazy. They just had Mm. so many people going to Epcot. They needed food and beverage people. They needed everything. Ride operators. So that's where I started, and um, you know, at Disney. And my my experience was I was in the Renaissance era, serving food. So I was in brown boots, purple tights, a blouse, brown blouse or a light colored blouse (laughs) with a rope. So that was my (laughs) outfit, my (laughs) costume. So that's where, you know, I started with Disney, got into cash control, got into doing the financial statements for the resorts there while I was working on my degree. And always kind of stayed in the entertainment sector, slash, restaurant sector, food sector. So mm-hmm. I've worked with about 150 different brands over my career. A lot of restaurants, uh, the Darden brands, uh, Red Lobster used to be Darden, but Red Lobster, Olive Garden, China Coast, different ones like that. Now it's just a huge big brand, and Red Lobsters by themselves. Yeah, I, I've worked for Applebee's. Great mentor of Applebee's. I worked for the former chairman, CEO of Applebee's after retired from Applebee's. This is a gentleman that bought Applebee's from W.R. Grace out of Atlanta when there was only 52 units, retired to 1300 units. He was building hundred Applebee's a year for 10 years straight. Amazing man, very kind. was like another fatherly figure to me, you know, going through the franchising and food sector of that, end up working for the owner of Sunny's Real Pit barbecue, which is kind of in your area, you know, in the Dustin area. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I've worked for a lot of different brands. And then over time, I got back into some entertainment side of a CEO for basically a trampoline park called Rebounders. We had um, trampolines, of course, high jumps on the airbags. We had ninja workhorses, arcades, food and beverage, so forth. We ended up selling that company. And going forward, just a couple more months past that, I had a company reach out to me, a private equity firm. And that was the Carlisle Group, still working for the Carlisle Group in South America Latin America. They own 152 family entertainment centers and amusement parks in Colombia, Peru, and Chile. So I'm on their board. I helped them with the acquisition for a few months in 2019. And you know, suggested these are the things we need to do, join their board, but I'm still on their board in Latin America. I guess a few months later, after the, the acquisition and on their board, servers reached out to me and said, hey. I know you're working with the Carlisle Group in South America. We, you know, we're looking to potentially take back some of the parks that we actually lent money to the Carlisle Group on. So the Carlisle Group didn't pay their, their fees. It's, you know, it's not the group in South America. It's, it, they, they have several funds. Would you take a look at what we've got going on? Sure. Happy to do it. Met them in New York, came out to California. It was uh, December, 2019, looked at all nine at the time in California and said, you know, I think you really got a diamond in the rough. I just don't think we're going after the right direction. I don't think the demographics fit in all the parks the way we need to. And the Destin market, very touristy, but who pays for the folks, you know, pays for each of the tickets. That's the moms and dads come in there. That's the people coming on breaks and summer breaks and so forth to the tourist area. It's not necessarily kids. And that's previous company was focused on just children, two two to 12 year olds. That's all we're focused on and all the parks, not just Destin, but all the parks. I said, no, it's the wrong direction. But really, what you need to focus on is a bit of, um, I'll even say that Dave and Buster's crowd or the main event crowd, you need to go after those tweens, teens, young adults, and corporations. That's who, well, that's who really pays the dollars. That's who really enjoys what we do, from the adventure parks to the family entertainment centers to the water parks. That's who's really coming there, and that's who's paying for it. So why don't we give them the foods they want, the drinks they want? That's really maybe give them the attractions we want. So when we did finally take over the company, when the previous company was downsizing from the other eight parks, we took a lot of the attractions from those eight parks and moved them to Southern California to redistribute, you know, to figure out where we want to put it. We had a lot of land and, and that's what we did. So. We're in the process of putting a lot of attractions back into parks. Uh, I've got several going into two of my parks in California. As I shared a little earlier, we're going to turn the one park into an amusement park in Southern California, which is LA Speed Zone, going to be a boomer's amusement park at the end of the day. We're going to rename it, rebrand it, recolor it to the boomer's logo. Um, so, you know, those are, those are some of the things that we're working on, but we also need to mature the brand. In the past, there was no consistency from park to park. So we need to add a little consistency. If you look at the Big Kahuna's, it's a Boomer's Park. You'll start seeing that in different areas. Boomer's Park will just be in in a smaller area, but you'll know it's part of Boomer's. You'll start seeing some of the colors, the red and the blue, with the neutrals of white, gray, and black. Why? It's toned to a mature audience. It's also the opportunity to become America's brand in the FEC world or in the you know, in that smaller amusement world. So no one's really captured that. Why not us? That's what we're going after. So there's going to be a little bit more change as we keep rebranding all the locations. Now we're not changing all the colors to blue and red and big kahunas. That's not what everyone's used to. It's Mm -hmm. a, you know, it's a Hawaiian type of theme. It's, you know, the, the Pacific type of theme. So that's really what we'll do, but you'll start seeing some elements of boomers. So we get consistency from park to park. In addition, we've also renamed, you know, what everyone is. It's not a general manager or anything like that. It's a park manager. It's an assistant park manager. You know, it's to get some consistency across the entire brand. And that's what I'm here to build is a brand. And that's really what we're we're going after is building something that will hopefully last and allow us to, you know, look at some other parks that we might be able to purchase within our system. And that's what we're working on.
0: Well, that is... A lot. I I don't know. The first time you and I connected and spoke, Tim, I was just so surprised by how much I I learned from you in that short period of time. And of course, you know, I'm aware of BitKahunas, you know, there's just so much more to every business and to every individual's journey, what that looks like. It's always so surprising to me what sparks a moment of inspiration or motivation for a person. And I love that it went back to your childhood and that's kind of where you (laughs) learned, learned that I, I feel like I've always been in hospitality marketing my whole life. And you can almost like, if you really think about it, you can pinpoint that moment. And it's usually in childhood where you're inspired and then now look at what it becomes and you're making it fun and you're bringing all of these really positive changes to our local market. So It's a really exciting time. I'm going to have to get my ticket. (laughs)
1: Please do. Yes, please
0: do. Well, that's so fun. So I want to, I want to just, I know we only have 30 minutes, which seems horrible because I, I, I told the team the other day, I was like, we're going to have to make these things longer than 30 minutes because we just get into conversations that are so valuable. But we always ask the same question at the end. Is there anything, I guess, fun or interesting that you'd like to share with us that you're reading, watching, or listening to right now?
1: Well, I think it's more of an observation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one thing during the pandemic, and even though it may not be as strong in the Florida market as the California market and Jersey market, it's right. still there, right? And we still have some issues. We still have some capacity issues. Yes. I
0: got so, my vaccine I, this morning, vaccine number
1: one. Very good. Very Friday. good. Well, I got mine last Friday, number good. one. So I'm very happy about that and, and trying to get everyone to do that whole team. We want the whole team to do that. Well, what we're looking at, I mean, there's two things I think, you know, we need to look at is one is what's going on, what's mm-hmm. going on in the industry. So during the downtime, when I had actually seven of eight parks closed, wow. <laughs> I, I just said, you know, I'm just going to reach out to everybody I can in the industry. I'm very connected to a lot of folks. And if not, I'm going to connect to more. That's that's park presidents of Six Flags and Disney and Knoxbury Farm and SeaWorld and Universal and let alone a lot of other FECs. It also opened up some doors and avenues of looking at some other parks we may we may actually <laughs> purchase. You never know what might happen. But the bottom line is, I wanted to get a sense what's going on, what is everyone feeling, what are they going after, mm-hmm. and what I see in our market that because of the pandemic and issues with cash flow, credit, you know, there's a lot of people without cash, without credit, PPP loans, they they, they can't really operate too well. So it's yeah, I see a downsizing in these smaller parks, which is opportunity at the end of the day. Um, But then a lot of people don't want to put a bunch of money back into them to get them fixed, which we truly don't want to do that either. But there is an opportunity. What I'm seeing is there's less parks now. What I'm seeing is people are driving farther now. Mm -hmm. Our normal radius, uh, which is different than Destin, because we do draw a larger demographic for that location. But we see people that are normally at our FECs will drive 15 to 20 you know, miles, maybe 30 minute drive, 45 minute drive, that, that's what they'll do as a max. We're getting people over hundred miles away. And that's not just in California. I'm seeing that in Boca Raton. I mean, the Destin market is pulling a lot, I think pretty a lot farther than maybe they were in the past. I'm seeing things from Dallas. Last time I was in there, a ton of plates from Texas, but I hear yeah. that's really a push for Destin to pull from Dallas as well as Atlanta. Um, so you know the market is, I think, growing a little bit more, and I also see that there's a lot less people there. But one one thing I do note is that people spend more. And now they're spending more after this pandemic, which is a good thing for those that are in the, the entertainment business because we we obviously make money. that's that's kind of the goal why we're here. But the, the, they're spending more. And they're they're not all out just for a cheap ticket. They want an experience. So yeah. I guess the last thing I really want to talk about is what we're doing differently with Boomer's Parks. We set ourselves up for a structure within this. As I shared, the previous company ran all 16 parks separately. What I said, no, we need to do this internally and do this kind of one brand. And then how do we filter this down? We want to create a, a bit of a, a, boom, a Boomer's Parks University where We can now train the staff to to give that people an experience because this is what it's about people will spend more if it's the right experience not that you just threw up a bunch of slides or a rock wall or 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 a bar in there those are great but you've got to be able to give them experience and again working for disney for six and a half years working in the restaurant industry it's about experience if you want people to spend more you got to give them a better experience not just have your hand out and say okay this is the latest and greatest thing buy this you need to give an experience. So this is something that we're training, tra- turning and, and changing internally. We're setting up training locations in, in two of our eight locations that we've got. Um, these are some things that we're starting to work on. We're bringing out some in some outside experts that have done some really great, excellent sh- you know, training. It's what's the next level. It's if you go to Disney World, Disney World, Epcot, Magic Kingdom, or you come out to California, Disneyland, California Adventure, or if you go to any other Disney park, you're going to get the same experience. That doesn't mean that you go to every park and get that same experience. We want to get to a point where we're wowing guests. Are we there yet? No, we're in the process. Pandemic hasn't been helpful when you have to open and close and open and close, that type of thing. But when you now get everybody back to where they are, you know the next level. If you want to hold revenue where it's at or grow, you've got to do something different than the rest of the water parks and the FECs that are out there. And that's what we're starting to work through. Are we perfect? No. Are we going to get there? We're going to strive for perfection. We're going to go after this. So I believe that's the best thing at the end of the day. We see what the market looks like. We see what the differences are that are out there. And now how do we set ourselves apart as being one of the best America's brand? how do we do that? And that's where I think that's the next step off point. Are we going to be there by summer? Eh, Probably not. But are we working on it? Yes, we are.
0: Well, that is so well said, Tim. And I'm excited. I know that all of our listeners are probably excited. Some of them are probably going to email me and be like, hey, can I stay at your house? We're coming for a vacation, (laughs) which the answer is no. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So, Thank you so much for the updates. We're going to, how can we follow the progress of what's going on? Um, we can follow Big Huna's on social media, uh, your website, all of that. Please do.
1: And, and look at Boomer's Parks. What are we doing with Boomer's Parks? As I shared a little earlier, we're, we're actually kicking the tires on 50 different locations. Doesn't mean we're going to buy them. But, you know, we may pick up five of those by the end of the year and then turn okay. it into what we're doing. You know, you'll get that, if you want that at the end of the day. I don't know what that day is, but at the end of the day, if you want that Disney like experience in your small local FEC, that's what we're striving for. If you want the types of foods you might be able to experiment in some of these larger theme parks, that's what we're going after. You know, we want you to really have a great experience. So, look at us. So, look at us on boobersparks.com. Look at us at Big Kahunas. Please do, you know, check us out. Watch, follow our social media hey, we know the previous company was not perfect and we're, we're working on all the things we can to try to work on you know, getting that experience across to everybody.
0: Well, that's fantastic. You can also, if you have questions for Tim, you can email us uh, to at hello, hello at francisroy.com. We'll certainly pass those questions on and bring them uh, to our social space and have a great dialogue about them. But Tim, thank you so much for all of these really great updates and insights. We appreciate it.
1: Hey, I appreciate it. I'm I'm glad you could have me on. It was was a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. Okay, guys. And you know, next week, um, I'll be back with you on Monday with a new guest. And you just, you never know what we're going to talk about. So we'll definitely see you then. Thanks so much, guys.